Teresa, thanks for sending in a relatively long uh, WhatsApp. He says, greetings, trust you are all great. We are great. Uh, thanks for asking, Teresa. Um, scriptures and questions. Now, he is quoting from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. Do not le- neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. Um, that's an interesting translation that you're reading from um i'm wondering i I doubt that that's the esv i'm sure the esv says council of elders um but we'll go and check that out right now presbytery i wonder (laughs) which translation that is please clarify this and confirm if believers can receive gifts through others laying hands on them that's a question mark from Teresa. Peter, where on earth do you get started answering a question like that, brother? Sure, okay, throwing me, in, throwing me into the deep end here. Well, I've always understood this passage not as as a, a transfer of gifts, almost in the sense of a magical, um, magical deposit. <laughs> it's almost as a conf- confirmation. That's at least my opinion, and, and feel free to, to correct me or disagree with me on that. But it's if I read the whole context where starting at verse 11, the, the paragraph where Paul gives him these instructions, what he needs to do, command mm. uh, and teach these things, no one despise your youth, be an example, devote yourself to public reading of scripture and teaching, do not neglect the gift. Um, and which uh, the gift of prophecy, which was given by, uh, which was given by prophecy, when the council of elders laid their hands on you, practice these things, immerse yourself in them. I've always understood that as the, it's a confirmation of Timothy's calling. They God called him. It, uh, Paul obviously saw it when he first met Timothy in Acts. That's why he was so eager to take this young man that he hasn't known for a long time with him on his journeys, and. Um, with the Council of Elders confirming Timothy's position, almost the ordination, uh, because at this time he is at the church in Ephesus, he's acting as the pastor with elders that serves alongside him. Um, it seems that Paul is just encouraging Timothy, continue what you have been ordained to do, or ordained to do, continue with what you have been called to do, be diligent. Mm. That's great. Um, And I like what you're saying. It was a confirmation um, by laying on of hands. Um, In actual fact, we practice that today in in our church as well. Um, So what will happen is uh, if members come into into church, if there is a baby dedication, if there is a baptism, um, if there is a pastoral induction, we will ask the candidates uh, to come forward. Uh, We will ask the elders to come forward. The elders will gather around the person. We will lay hands on them. We will pray for them. Uh, We will ask God to bless them and to be glorified in and through their testimony depending on the circumstances the prayer might be a little bit different Um, and I think that this is an entirely biblical practice we see Jesus um, uh, doing the same um, uh, at times in his ministry Uh, there are two instances of Paul in Acts chapter 10 and Acts chapter 19 and Acts chapter 10 Uh, it's uh, when he is speaking to the Gentile believers the Roman centurion Um, it says in verse 4 to 6 that he laid hands on them and the Holy Spirit came on them 
um, in Acts 19, uh, very similar. It's uh, John's baptism of, uh, was of repentance, Paul is saying, uh, and he told the people to believe in one coming after him, that is Jesus, and on hearing that, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Um, and so you, you've got this um, the, the, this laying on of hands at the point of salvation, and then in First Timothy, this this laying on of hands at the point of induction. I think the laying on of of hands certainly is tied very closely to the connecting of the message with the messenger um, and the spiritual gift. Uh, with the gift giver um, at the same time uh, Teresa if your question is related to the gifts um, I still believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit I might not believe that all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are operational in quite the same way that we see them in the New Testament um, but certainly we believe that uh, the Holy Spirit is sovereign in bestowing gifts that the church needs gifts and that God's people have gifts that they ought to operate in within the context of the local church um, and so uh, if we pray for those who come into membership that they would not only discover their gifts but operate in their gifts that God might be praised uh, I think that that is entirely appropriate and in line uh, with the scripture uh, anything to add while you've been thinking Peter I also think it's important to understand this concept of laying on of hands it's not uniquely biblical okay. uh, it, it's it's maybe uniquely biblical in the sense that it's almost only I think the church and Christians who do this today in in, of, out of all the different institutions but it was also something in the ancient world that was quite common whether it was a transfer of power from an emperor towards a governor of a prom province in the Roman Empire yes. or um, even in, in other institutions like the, the Roman military a promotion was often done by the laying on of hands from a commander to the person being promoted so it's got this whole symbolic f um, uh, picture of a person who has something that is bestowing onto someone else or recognizing someone's position or authority or gift or something like that so it's it's not unique to the biblical to the biblical narrative it's 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 Paul and the Christians in those days working within the contextual historical frame that they are in yes. and and today, because people don't do it anymore, I think it's all the more important that we keep that tradition mm. because it's a beautiful image. It's a. However, can I put can I put like one caveat? Here? Mm. Um, so th the books of the Bible, some some books as we read the Bible, we recognize that they are descriptive. I'm thinking of the Gospels and the Book of Acts. These are describing the events. They're not necessarily prescriptive in our lives. When we cross over to the epistles, generally we say that the epistles are prescriptive. Mm. You know, these are commands to the church. However, even the commands that we read to the church, we recognize that we read them in context. Not every command which is given to every church is to be applied in exactly the same way um, to, to to us today. We, we recognize, we're looking for authorial intent. And mm. as we then apply theological reflection, uh, we're looking for valid mechanisms of application into our lives now, um, rather than wooden uh, interpretations in this particular passage there are a number of commands in fact if I remember correctly there's 12 imperatives from verse 6 and following where he says put these things into practice brothers and it's just imperative after imperative boom 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 Paul to Timothy my son in the faith this is what I want you to do uh, I want you to be a good service a good servant of Jesus Christ that's the controlling idea 
within that context he says this do not neglect the gift that you have and mm. then he describes when the gift was given and how the gift was given and I would say that that portion of the text is descriptive of Timothy in particular I don't think that we need to write this down in kind of like canon law and every single time that a member comes in it's got to happen in the same way or every single time a person gets baptized it's got to happen in the same way um, I would say that there is a description here that we are wise to read and seek for application in some form mechanism or element um, in our kind of discipleship process the prescriptive portion is um, in the first half of verse 14a do not neglect the gift that you have Timothy and I think that that has immediate and and uh, application to us and to every single believer friend do not neglect the gift that you have which means and by the way Paul would love to make the point to you today and I'm I'm now leveraging off 1 Corinthians 14 and 1 Corinthians uh, and 1 Corinthians 12 Paul would love to make the point to you today that gifts are given for edification they're given to build the church up which means you cannot exercise your gift in and apart from uh, apart from uh, the local church you need to be exercising your gift in order for you not to neglect your gift you need to find a body of believers where you can exercise your gift in that God might be glorified in your life 